we are continuing a study that has to do with names and broadening out names to titles, the names and titles of the Lord. And we're going through a number of New Testament names slash titles of the Lord Jesus. I'd like to ask a simple, almost rhetorical question. I think I'll know the answer. How many of you find that you tend to like arrogant people? Okay, so you're laughing, and I'm going to interpret that as no. Okay. What are characteristics, characteristics of an arrogant person? I, we all kind of laugh to the degree we don't like arrogant people. We don't like people we judge to be arrogant. What are characteristics of people that we judge to be arrogant? They're proud. They're proud. Good. Others? Know it all. Good. Others? Selfish, good. Others? Constant? Oh, condescending? Yeah, okay. People who think they're always right? Okay. That's not, I'll use Dale. Dale, that's not how you lead a song. I'll use Greg. That's not what that verse means. You say, Greg, no one would ever say that. Okay, it's fine. It's just part of my job. Okay, it's not a problem. It's what you sign up for. It's not a problem. Okay, that's not how you make a cake, Mom. That's not how you cut the grass, right? That's not how you wash the car. And, and, and there's many, many things, and we tend to assume that arrogance is maybe related to absolutism. And I think most of the time, it is. And, and one of the things that I try to do in life is I try not to be absolute, right? Rather, if, if I were to hear somebody, and I can remember being in classes, and you hear a teacher teach something that you think's inaccurate, coming up and actually asking a question and saying to the instructor, hey, could you help me to understand what you meant by this? That's a whole lot better than saying, you know, what you said was wrong, okay? And we tend to think that absolute people are arrogant, and I think most of the time they are, but not when their name's Jesus, all right? Jesus could say things absolutely, and it's not arrogance, because he's right. He doesn't have an exaggerated opinion of self. That was one definition I came across for arrogance, an exaggerated opinion of self. Jesus had an accurate opinion of self. You say, how does that relate to our lesson? And I think we'll see real quick. Tonight's lesson is Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Just to give us a touch of context, beginning in the first verse of John 14, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus is preparing his followers that he's um, going to be leaving them. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. So what is the Father's house? The Father's house would be heaven. And in heaven there are many dwelling places um, if you want to think of heaven as a mansion, um, I, you know, that, it's okay to think in pictures, just don't push the picture too far. 
Um, picture it a mansion with many, many dwelling places in it. And the idea is we're going to be with the Father and there's room for all, all right? If it were not so, Jesus said, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, verse 3, and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And now you know the way where I am going. Verse 5, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? And then verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And those definite articles are in the text. Jesus doesn't say, I am a way, I am a truth, I am a life. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that should be enough for us to understand what he means, but just in case we miss it, he adds it. No one comes to the Father but through me. I think this is the part of Christianity people choke on. I think most people are okay with believing in Jesus, right? You, you're, you're a Christian. That's cool. Faith is good, right? And you're Jewish, and you're Muslim, and you know faith can be a good thing. And we all have to walk our journey and, and you know, follow the path we're given to walk. And if Jesus works for you, that's awesome. I, I think a lot of people are good with Jesus as long as you don't put those definite articles in there. But Jesus didn't say A. He said the, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. This is what people choke on. But this is what we need to make sure we have very clear in our minds. And you could guess, obviously, the three-point outline tonight. What is it? Number one, Jesus is the way. He's the only way to the Father. There's one way to the Father, and that's through Jesus. Jesus said that He is the way. And there's many verses. We covered this one last week, so I thought I'd open with it. 1 Timothy 2.5, there is one God and one mediator also between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. There's no other way to God except through Jesus. Acts 4.12, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. No other name. It's the name of Jesus. And I remember sharing this with a guy working on his master's in theology at Notre Dame. It's a long story. But I'm driving to Chicago with a Catholic guy, and we're leaving, leaving Indiana. He was there watching a football game. I was there preaching. And we're heading to Chicago just because of flight problems. And he's Roman Catholic, which is awesome, because I thought this was a great opportunity to witness to him. And I was explaining to him that there's only one way to God, and it's through Jesus. And he agreed. And then he said, but don't you think that Jesus can have different names in different cultures? And maybe in different cultures, Jesus goes by different names. I'm thankful the Lord brought this verse to mind. 
There is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. And I wish I could tell you he found that convincing. He didn't, okay? But I do. There is one name, okay, and that's the name Jesus Christ. John 14, 6, Jesus said, No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is the way. He's the only way to the Father. I remember watching a little YouTube video. Steve Lameth was sending me some things, some apologetic type of things. And there was a gentleman who was sharing the gospel on a college campus. And there was a Muslim young lady. And she just looked at him and said, I don't believe in Jesus, so you're telling me that I'm going to go to hell if I don't believe in Jesus, huh? And he, in the nicest way possible, said yes. And boy, did they hate him. The whole audience just became angry. How could you say that? You are such a hateful person. See, they, they weren't mad about him saying you need Jesus as long as he's able to say there's other ways as well, right? As long as you're sincere in your... No, Jesus didn't teach that. Jesus is the way. He is the only way. Number two, Jesus is the truth. Jesus reveals the truth about God. How do we know what is true about God, right? Well, we know what is true about God through Jesus because Jesus was God. Jesus reveals to us the truth about God. How does John 1 begin, chapter 1? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So what do we know about that Word who was God? Of course, we go to verse 14, and the Word became flesh, that's Jesus, and dwelt among us. And we saw His glory, glories of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. God becomes flesh, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's full of grace, he's full of truth. John 1.18 then says, no one has, this is the Holman Christian standard, no one has ever seen God, the one and only Son, the one who is at the Father's side, he has revealed him. How do we know what God is like? We study Jesus. You know, I think why we love reading the Gospels, Right? Because we read about Jesus and we think about Jesus and we have all these wonderful stories about Jesus. And it's God in the flesh. It's Jesus revealing to us what God is really like. We know that Jesus being God can confidently say, he who has seen me has seen the Father. To see Jesus is to see the Father because there is one God, three persons but one God, Jesus, is the truth. He reveals the truth about God. And finally, number three, not only is he the way and the truth, Jesus is the life. He and he alone provides eternal life to those who believe in him, right? Many verses we could put up here, but Mark, excuse me, John eleven twenty five, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me will live even if he dies. So we put our faith in Jesus Christ, and even if and when we die, we still live because we will experience a resurrection even as Jesus did. Going to 1 John chapter 5, 11 through 12, John writes, God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has the life. 
He, do, he who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. And people say, oh, so you're going to tell me apart from Jesus I'm going to hell. Yeah. yeah. And people will give you a very hard time for believing that today. Because we live in a world that prizes diversity. Right? I mean, why does everybody love diversity? Go Google what universities are the best universities to go to. Those that are the most diverse, right? You want faculty from many different countries. You want students from many different races and creeds and whatever. Why? Because if we get everybody together, maybe we can arrive at truth because no one person has absolute truth. That would be arrogant to think so. Unless you're Jesus. And Jesus is the truth. He is the one who gives us the truth about eternal life. 1 John 5.13 These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. I remember being told by a Catholic priest you can't really know that you have eternal life. Well, the Bible would disagree with him. Okay? If your faith is in Jesus, this is something you could know. 1 John 5.20 And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus some people would consider that arrogant. But it's true. These are the claims that he makes for himself. This is why people hate him. And this is why many people hate the gospel. Especially as we continue in this world that prizes diversity and emphasizes the truth is to be found in many different stories, right? In many different narratives, and many different viewpoints. Jesus would not be agreeing with that. So question, should we as Christians be open-minded people? Something to think about. Let's pray.